When Alan Moore created the character of Constantine, thoughts of a big screen adaptation would never have been on his mind. Constantine is too complex a character and inhabits a world that is full of angels, it's full of demons and there is hell itself. In fact, Constantine first appeared in Swamp Thing number 37, June 1985. To financially envision the cost of such proceedings for a niche character like that would have seemed foolhardy. Yet 20 years later, director Francis Lawrence wanted in. And speaking about the film after the fact, it wasn't the budget that niggled him. It was that he wanted this movie to be more scary and less indebted to action. This is about an occult detective. I mean, it could have gone either way. So, to chat about this one, I've invited onto the show my good friend, Chaney Rabbit. That's right, Chaney Rabbit. I've been in a band with him for a decade now, and how I've managed that, I'm not entirely sure. If you know him, you you know. But he is a fellow that loves his comic books, he loves graphic novels, he is totally obsessed, in fact. Uh, He spends many a many an hour by the window of the tour van just reading graphic novels and watching the countryside passing by and falling asleep as we just bomb down one motorway after the next and that's all he does. Sleep and comics. Sleep and comics. And as if being in one band wasn't enough, well, he also formed the band Traps and that was with drummer Max Newton and together they tour throughout the UK and they release art house noise and indie rock records and their new album is called Crack Machine and it is due for release later this year and we're going to be playing a track off that in the middle of our chat as well. Right now though, I feel it's my duty to head you into the direction of a year in horror Patreon page. For just £4 per month, you not only help me keep this show going, but you get a massive stock of content which is already up there awaiting you to plunder its very being. I'm currently uploading a minimum of four new episodes per month as it stands, and actually it's usually more than that. But right now, I'm actually currently very close to finishing uh, having covered all these top-tier video nasties. Plus, there's this occasional radio show that we do. Uh, We've also begun exploring the ridiculous Amityville franchise. Uh, What else? Oh yes, myself and Howard Smith from Talking Bollocks podcast, we have a series running called A Year in Bollocks, where we chat about very easily accessible films. Uh, We do that once a month. And, of course, there's also a stack of odds and sods there that will simply fill up your hours. Whenever you want some horror comfort listens, I'm there to help. Plus, it's probably quite pertinent to say, you're also going to find Chaney's bandmate Max covering the excellent Netflix nail-biter Calibre. That's up there as well. Uh, All this demon-fueled delightfulness just for the cost of a coffee, eh? You're going to find us over at patreon.com forward slash a year in horror. Thank you in advance. And now, let's head over to Chaney Rabbit, between tours, chatting with your comically undereducated about comics host, 
That's me. It would be me, and it is me. It's only bloody Cheney Rabbit talking about Constantine. Mr. Constantine, I need to see what you see. You do this, there's no turning back. What's wrong? I don't know, I just feel... In 12 days, something's coming. The battle begins to save our souls. Heaven and hell are right here. We're smack in the middle. Welcome to my life. Constantine, rated R, starts Friday, February 18th. Cheney from Traps. Cheney Rabbit, in fact, uh, to give you your proper uh, name. Um, how you doing? Uh, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure, we're in a band together called Ohms, and you are also in a band with another member of Ohms called Max Newton in your band called Traps. Uh, so, I mean, when you formed traps properly and you knew you were going to do this as a thing what did you want to achieve with traps uh, that was sort of different than what you would do with ohms was it so you could uh, just have your own vision completely within a band or uh, is it still a very much a collaborative project with max uh well at the time there's a lot of frustration between max and dan because Max kept on coming up with like really cool drum beats to use for the Ohm songs we were writing, but Dan kept on asking him to simplify them. Got it. Yeah, I remember. Which really pissed Max off. So Max was just like, you know, he just really wanted to do the most complicated drumming he possibly could do. And that was kind of what, you know, kicked off starting the band early, because originally we was going to wait until the band split up, until Ohm split up before we started Traps. But Got yeah, it. because of that frustration on Max's half, we started a bit earlier. And, uh, in my head, I wanted to play Arctangent the years Ohms didn't. So it was like, Ohms one's one year, Traps the next year, Ohms, Traps, and just do that. Which we've kind of done, because Traps just played so last far, year. So far, yeah. And Ohms will play next year, so yeah. Hopefully that will uh, work. Okay, yeah, that's cool. I like that. You are a guitarist in this band, as well as the sing singer. So yeah. is it... Like with with Ohms, you're you know you're just a bassist. You know that's yeah. all you are in Ohms. That's what is that? <laughs> but in Traps, you are like lead guitar, only guitar now, and yeah, yeah singing. Singing is a right old ball ache. Like, what do you prefer? What aspect of that band do you prefer? Um, definitely the singing. Like, we just played a gig in December, and uh, we we had the bassist of pupil slicer on bass and uh, a guy called joe on guitar so there was a couple of songs where i didn't play guitar i just did vocals and that's definitely more enjoyable especially live because i get to jump and climb on stuff so yes definitely vocals is live that's my most enjoyable thing to do and has there been like this backlog of songs of yours that you have written on guitar that you never presented to home so like you can actually now like you've got this outlet mm. to to use all your stuff i'm always a couple of albums ahead of max in traps like we're currently recording our album crack machine but i'm already writing two albums ahead we've me and max have actually written the next ep after this album together and uh i've written the two after that so yeah I, i'm always quite ahead but it's annoying because i'm like i try to keep it as two and I've already finished those two, so I want to do the third one, but I need Max to kind of 
to at least learn the next one. If you had endless money, so you, you know, mm. like that wasn't an object, studio time's not an object, like would you just be releasing, releasing, releasing then? Yeah, money is the big issue for why we've only released the amount of albums that we've released. Which is, I mean, we've we've released more albums than we've been a band for the amount of years we've been a band. But money is definitely the biggest uh, obstacle. Now, if this is coming out, let's say in April, mm. before we go into horror, Cheney, I would love to have you tell our listeners what track they should be listening to, and I will plonk it in. So, recommend oh. a song of <laughs> yours to them. See, oh, this is hard because. One of the songs that we've written is a five-minute song where we don't repeat anything. It's just one continuous riff for five minutes. Right. And when we that that felt like the single for us. But since we've recorded, I'm starting to actually like one of the other songs. That's probably the most normal song on the album. So Max would want us to. Max would want me to say pencil, but to be honest, I'm probably going to say punch and Judy. That's pro, that's. I think that will also be your favourite one because it has a singable chorus. Thank goodness for that. That was Punching Judy by Traps. What was that about, Trainer? Uh, it's just the rough side of Margate. Crack Machine is a uh, concept album. Like it has a, it's a, tells a story of one night, and the last song is Punching Judy, which uh, 
finishes in Margate, which is just a really rough area in Kent, and uh, just focuses on the more horrible side of it. That's quite a grey town, and uh, not a nice place to be, which is where I live. <laughs> well, it was all right until you moved in, Tony. Yeah, it was well, all right. I was born here. <laughs> Stop ruining all my awesome jokes. Uh, <laughs> uh, right, okay. Uh, we're talking today about Constantine, but before we do, or Constantine, how would you say it? Well, it it should be Constantine, but ever since the film, it, everyone's just called it Constantine, so it's now Constantine. People. Before we get there, uh, what's your history with horror movies? Is it something that you've ever been into, like, as a kid? Yeah, more so when I was a teenager and like when I was like between the ages of like 13 and 15 I loved 80s like hot like things like Friday 13th Nightmare on Elm Street. But as I got older and films like Saw came out, I kind of stopped stopped to liking horror just cuz I don't know, it it lost I think when like CGI came into horror, I kind of started right. to back out a little bit. Like I, I liked the rough. Even if it didn't look real, I liked the real effects, the stuff that people could physically touch. And now that a lot of it is done on a computer, and they can make it really realistic and really gross, it just it feels very like nothingy. So I, I, I was definitely a bigger horror fan when I was younger than what I am now. And I mean, things have improved with the advent of more money coming into cg and things but again the low budget cg films like just something as simple mm. as a what would have been a squib in the 80s and looks mm. brilliant would now be like cg gunfire and blood and it just makes mm. me cringe still when there's no money yeah. put into it it just looks wrong yeah i like to think that once they you know once they stopped for like filming they've got to walk around for the rest of the day with that fake blood on them where nowadays it's yeah, it's it's not it's not there's nothing there for them to react to. And usually they're not very good actors to react to nothing, so Well, talking about people that act and aren't very good at it. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Hey, hey. Uh Constantine. Constantine. We're now gonna be talking mm. about that. So I was hoping you would choose an, another because um FYI, our very first episode of A Year in Horror, you came on and you talked about Toxic Avenger. You're sticking with comic books for your second choice, now you're on here, uh, as a representative of Traps. Now, um, I did mention uh, Swamp Thing there because this is uh, sort of tied in with Constantine, right? Constantine is a Swamp Thing character. Yeah, so tell us all about yeah. it. Tell us about Hellblazer and Alan Moore, what this guy means to you, what this series meant mm. to you. Well, yeah, so I'm a big big fan of Alan Moore. And uh, it was actually Swamp Thing that kind of got me into the more superhero side of comic books because growing up I only really read horror comic books and sci-fi. Like my dad, when I was a child, he used to buy me the Aliens and Predator comic books. So I, growing up I was very much only into horror. And Swamp Thing, even though it's technically a superhero, is the horror side of right. DC comic books. So... Swamp Thing was my gateway into things like Batman and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, Constantine was a supporting character in Swamp Thing, but it was really popular that he got his own series called Hellblazer and eventually got the film 
with Keanu Reeves and then the TV series, and there's just loads of things based on him nowadays. So, you were you were already in into this before the film came out? Uh, well, I was uh, I was more into Swamp Thing. The film kind of boosted because in Swamp Thing, he's he's quite a small character. He's not in every book. Like he just kind of helps out every now and then. But after watching the film it kind of made me really appreciate that character more, which is why I actually started to read the Hellblazer books. Because it just... He, he, like, the few stories that he's in in Swamp Thing, he definitely, like, feels like a, an important character. And he's, like, very sleazy and English. Like, because he's meant to be from Liverpool. And uh, it, <laughs> I, I, it was just quite a relatable character. And, like the, the, like, the slang and stuff that he uses, the way, like, he talks, like, he calls cigarettes fags. And it's like, an american comic book so people aren't gonna understand that sort of thing so it's like quite nice to see especially because it's an alan moore's an english like writer to see a lot of english things in an american book and the first few hellblazer books are also based in england there's actually a story where he comes to margate no i i mean margate doesn't really play much of a scene in it but it was just I've, I've I saved the screenshot of him driving past the sign that says Margate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that's yeah. great. Um, the only sort of comic that I have is from Hell. I don't know if you've ever taken oh, yeah. part in that. I mean, I've not read it, but I've seen the film. Right. Okay. So yeah. So yes. that's the, and I bought it because of the film, uh, which I had no idea mm. was um, uh, came from the the comic series anyway. So yeah, it was. Um, it was a surprise to me, but yeah, I really loved that. And it, but even to this day, mm. it's the only one I've got, so I know nothing about it. Don't know anything about mm. Alan Moore except that I know that people that are into this stuff treat him like a god, not just like uh, he's a really good one. It's like he's yeah. the best. He's the god. No, yeah, he is. Like he changed comic books forever because when he came about in the eighties, he created uh, the series Watchmen, which made comic books adult because before then it was still quite a kid's thing to read comic books and then he came out of this comic book that very violent swearing there's rape like it was very very adult and really well written like his use of language is like really he's he's written a book that has a million words in it like he's a very you know he's a very like busy writer and uh he's a very interesting person uh, he, he he himself says that he is a wizard in real life like he's a very interesting person and now he he won't even read comic books or write he completely hates comic books because he's been burnt by working for like dc comic books and marvel like he's very almost anti-comic books nowadays but yeah, he's a very interesting person that, that's a really interesting base there for for this film because when it came out I was not aware of the the comic series at all. I just thought it was mm. going to be a CG heavy Dracula type film. So I was pretty wrong yeah. on that, but I was I was right with it being quite CG heavy. But mm. Keanu was the the selling point for me and I guess for a ton of other people. And when you told me that he was meant to be English in this and that, that this was on some bus journey when we were on tour somewhere or whatever. I was mm. like, "What?" Um, so yeah, he's yeah. meant to be Blondes a blonde <laughs> from Liverpool. That's just nuts. Yeah. I'm glad that they didn't force him to to keep an English accent because we went through that in Dracula with yeah. Keanu, and it didn't really yeah. work. I don't think. Um, but 
Yeah, how do you think he got on with this source material? Do you think he made it his own? Um, actually, yeah, surprisingly, a lot of fans of the comic books love the film because it is, a, it, even though there are very big differences, like it's all set with Americans, his backstory's a bit different. They kind, He still kind of had that kind of fuck you attitude, which the character is famous for ha- having. Like, there's no, like, love story. Like, he doesn't fall in love with the... Like, he he's just there to do his job and then get out of there again, which is the same in the comic books. Even though it's very, very different from the books, fans of the books love the films. And it's also quite dark. Like, they didn't go for a PG. Yeah, well, the d- director wanted it to be uh, a lot more scary, a lot less action. Mm. Uh, I, I watched um, some commentary stuff last night on it. And he, uh, the, one of the great things uh, about what they said was that even though Keanu wasn't the first choice uh, to play, I think it was Nicolas Cage. He was the first pick. Hmm. Yeah, and he was actually signed. I mean, on to he do usually it. is for comic book films. <laughs> yeah, like Nicolas Cage is a big comic book fan. Like his surname Cage, he got from a comic book character. And there you go. Like mad. Hmm. Like he almost played Superman a few years oh, ago. That as would well. have been great, Cheney. I would have loved that. Yeah, and he had long hair. Like there's photos of him dressed up as Superman with really long dark hair. Like it was, it was meant to be a very odd film, but sadly it, it got stopped halfway through. Well, I can tell you, they filmed a whole love interest part of Constantine. They they filmed it all, so it was all done, and they took it all out because it it weakened mm. the character. Uh, it made Constantine have have something to do other than to be like emo and wander around you know sort of dis- yeah. disenchanted with the world um and it mm. did, didn't work which is really interesting because i spent a ton of money filming all this stuff and just got rid of it it's one of the i think one of the great things about the film like you say there is no love interest like this is mm. a blokey bloke sort of film uh, and it doesn't yeah. It doesn't care what you what you want. This is this mm. character. So yeah, I love that. He's very openly selfish. Yeah, like what an anti-hero. And yeah. until the end, shall we say? Until the end. Um, so, mm. <laughs> right, okay. So I want to run my favourite moment by you, and I'm sure it's not going to be yours. But for me, it's the, the whole Spear of Destiny thing. So when Manuel, he picks it up at the beginning and mm. he, he's making his way. And it's a, a long journey. But my favourite bit, I love it. And I know it's when you watch it now, it's a little bit too CG. But when he walks past all the cattle and the cows start dropping dead just because he's oh, right. walking by, mm. such a fantastic yeah. image. It's so dark and mm. horrible. I, I love yeah. that scene. Um, is there anything that you'd like to pick out? So a lot of the um, comic book that they used for this film is the most famous. Of, um, there's a writer called Garth Ennis. He's very. He, he's also uh, from the UK. I can't remember. If he's either Irish or Scottish. I can't remember. He wrote the most famous Hellblazer run, and they've actually taken elements from his from his series for this film, like right at the end where he sticks his middle finger up at the devil, stuff like that. Having lung cancer, that was all, all from his series. Oh wow! Okay. So like all that. Yeah. Like actually, when when he stuck his middle finger up at the devil, I was like, holy shit, they did it. Because like that's a really famous picture of him turning around and giving a finger to the devil after he screws him over, so like uh, that that scene definitely sticks out most. And I remember when I first saw it, watching the opening scene with the exorcism, I was like, oh okay, this is a lot darker than what I was expecting. 
But yeah, I guess those two scenes stick out the most, probably. As a fan of the comics yourself, do you think that it gets things wrong? I mean, we could say, like anyone could say, well, the CG looks a bit ropey Mm. now, but, you know, it sort of looks a bit cartoony now, uh, which I would Mm. say, with the context of this film, sort of works, especially when they go to hell. It looks to me like a really fancy drawing, like an artistic sort of... Uh, presentation. No, it definitely looks very comic, like it's from a comic book when he goes to hell, especially because it's very windy, so everything kind of looks like it's been drawn, but bits are missed out. I think when it first came out, like uh, uh, this, the CGI didn't really bother me too much, but if like if I was to watch it nowadays, it definitely would stick out when they use it a lot. But there's like like that um, monster that that's like the, the demon that's made out of like bugs and crabs and stuff looks really good, considering that it's all just like probably not, none of it was actually real I've, i always thought that was like quite an effective scene like a, a, quite a good use of cgi it, yeah i hadn't seen anything like that at that time either like i loved mm. the whole experience of going to the cinema and seeing something new i think from t2 from terminator 2 onwards like every year there'd be some new sort of crazy cg invention and like the, the next year would be like mm. i wonder what they could do next sort of thing yeah, it was all, yeah. <laughs> until maybe the the rock got involved with that money, uh, the mummy film, <laughs> <laughs> Scorpion. Yeah, Scorpion Woo! King. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Um, I tell you what, I did want. I wanted more Tilda Swinton as Gabriel, like the half breed yeah, archangel. Yeah. Like that was so so good. Like I thought thought what a character mm. she is in that. So I'd love to have seen more than her, but I guess it didn't suit mm. the story to have more. But I would love it more. Yeah, in the comic book series, I mean that that character's a male, but still, that's a, a much bigger character. Like that, like has a bigger, uh, bigger storyline than what they used in the film. In the film, it's more of a twist that she's a bad guy. Where in the comic book series, the first time you ever meet that character, you you, you know that they're shit. Like um, because the comic book series has made it that demons and angels are both as bad as each other. Like, there's there's no real distinction between the two of them except for they just don't like each other. Do you think you can recommend this to people today that are on the fence? Uh, you can find it in charity shops for like sixty p or something. So do you think that mm. like you would be able to recommend to people you should be watching this now? I think if you're into like sort of like stuff like The Exorcist, like that sort of you know ghosts side of horror. Yes, but if you're into like more slasher, this is definitely not going to be for you because this is more into demons and the uh, clash between man and you know God. So if if you're into things like The Exorcist, yes, but if you're into Friday Thirteenth, no. Final question, Chaney. This is going to be my favourite one. So in September last year, now uh, it was reported that there's going to be a Constantine sequel. Uh, Keanu Reeves is going to return mm. and same director as well so what's your thoughts on this are they going to fuck it up yeah uh, I mean every like five years they've been saying this but and even, yeah because like Keanu Reeves has come out and said that he'd be up for it and they also said that they want to make the age rating even higher this time <laughs> and I think that was probably the one thing that got in the way last time was that they couldn't go because I think this is... Is this a 15? Uh, let me have a little look. The the first one. I can't remember. But if so, they want the next one to be an 18. 15. So the next one, for well, at least for us, should hopefully be an 18. And a lot more gorier. 
and um, yeah, like it's a very long comic book series, so there's a lot of stories that they can pull from as well. Would you actually go to the cinema to see it? Yeah, I would actually. Like, I don't go to cinema too much. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would for this. So like anything that comes out now with the character, like the TV series, and um, I haven't actually watched the new Sandman series, but I keep planning to watch it. And uh, there's a Constantine's great, 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 great aunt is in it. So like, uh, <laughs> I'm not, you know, any, anything to do with that character, I usually follow. I've got all the books, like all like five hundred of them. Bloody hell! Uh, yeah, I'm definitely yeah in support of anything to ha- like. Hellblazer is my favorite comic book series, like, and yeah, he's definitely but now because Swamp Thing used to be my favorite character, but now I'd say it's Constantine for sure. Anything to do with that character, like, uh, I'll always buy and help promote because when the TV series came out, it got cancelled because it didn't have much support. So nowadays, any time I can support anything to do with that character, I will. I'm glad to hear it, man. Like, you've got to support the things you love mm. or they'll disappear. Exactly. Right, Chaney Rabbit, thank you so much for coming on, giving up some of your time tonight. Um, yeah, any final words no for anyone out there that wants to... Be, be interested in traps like we played that song earlier they've thought bloody hell I love traps where should they go to f- look you guys up um oh I don't know it's going to be hard because we're, we're talking to a few people at the moment so obviously I can't say much but once again buy all our albums buy them twice so you have a collectible version of that album <laughs> buy them on tapes CDs vinyl we don't have any vinyl but still buy it on vinyl um and uh, just spend as much money that you have on tracks.
All right, welcome back. That was myself and that was Chaney Rabbit. We were talking all about Constantine. And next week, well, I just got no idea who I've got coming on. This one has been put together way in advance because the album release was delayed. So I'm just going to hazard a guess with you now. And I'm going to say next week we'll be chatting with Paul Weller. He's from The Jam. And I won't mention his stupid name, not even once. Um, bye. Paul, he's getting dressed. He can't find a T-shirt. Paul, what you gonna wear? Will it be a large T-shirt? Mr. Puggles, what do you think, Mr. Puggles? <laughs>